All right, welcome everybody to this episode of O365A. Um, on today's episode, we're joined by Kathy Moya. She's a Senior Customer Experience Program Manager with Microsoft, and we're here to discuss Microsoft Mesh. So welcome, Kathy, and uh, why don't you just give uh, our viewers a little introduction and explain to us uh, what Mesh is. Super, thanks. Yeah, so uh, like I said, Kathy Moya, um, I have been at Microsoft, uh, this is my 22nd year there. So lots of different things. Um, I started as a Microsoft certified trainer, and then I came in to work on what was then called Microsoft Systems Management Server, later SMS, later Configuration Manager, and then Intune, a lot of time spent in endpoint management world. And I used to manage the Intune and ConfigMan MVPs and the Windows, Windows uh, IT Pro MVPs. So y'all are just like the rock stars of the world here. I just can't say enough great things about our MVP community. Uh, let's see, I went to hardware for a while, so I worked on uh, mice and keyboards. And then uh, when the MVP summit that was supposed to be March 16th in 2020 had to change from in person with all of you right there in the room, and then they said, no, it's all going to be digital. I went, oh. And I don't know if you all know Lori Popmeyer, who has managed the team's MVPs for years, wonderful person. I sat down and I wrote her this email about, gosh, what I really want is an avatar experience. And I want to sit in a virtual seat and let people talk to their seatmates and send emojis. And, and then afterwards, they can rush the speaker and they can talk to each other in the hallways. And she wrote back and said, Kathy, I am so busy. I can't even think about this, which I should have thought about that. She really was busy because, you know, having to translate everything. And then about two weeks after the summit, I found out uh, we had a new coworker, and she said, you should check out this thing. I think Microsoft owns it. It's called Altspace VR. And I said, I don't have a VR headset. And she said, I don't think you need one. And my world changed in that moment. So I went and I found Altspace. I found a whole bunch of other virtual reality platforms. And I just threw myself in. Because I, what I really believe is that VR was letting me connect with people in a much more realistic kind of way, um, especially for the, the social interactions. Because the MVP Summit isn't about you guys just sitting there and receiving information, right? It's about you get together with people that you haven't seen all year in person. And you have those side conversations. And, and then you go out and you drink together and you know, all the fun stuff, right? And okay, so we can't bring the alcohol in, but we can represent the rest of the physical kind of connection in a virtual space. So um, what Mesh is, is an enterprise version of a 3D immersive experience. So, you know, geared towards the workplace, uh, we, we've brought it into M365. We're the new kid in the M365 family. Uh, there's still some things that we're, you know, building out in it. And we actually just hit general availability, uh, gosh, just a couple weeks ago. So spanking new, paint still wet. We're getting people out there, getting people using it. But it, it really just lets you walk into virtual spaces in a couple different ways. Uh, or or uh, let's see if I apply my avatar here. We'll see if it does it today. I'm in early rings. And so sometimes it gets, you know, a little cranky on it. Um, but, you know, I have an avatar that I can bring into the team's experience. And then I can take that avatar into my 3D space and walk around. Is it showing yet? Or is it just? Uh... Ah, there we go. No. Nope. Ah, 
Okay. Yeah. It turned off my, sometimes it turns off my avatar because it doesn't like my, uh, my resources availability. So we'll go back to camera. We tried. So what else would you like to know about mesh? I think it'd be good to clarify for our viewers. So there's the, practically there's the two sides of it. There's the avatar and then there's the immersive 3D uh, world mm -hmm. experience. Um, maybe just tell us a little bit about the 3D uh, immersive experience. That's probably the the one capability I think people are less familiar with. Um, what have your sure. experiences been? And just to describe to our, our viewers what it is and sort of maybe some of the use cases uh, for it. So there are actually three experiences. So we consider avatars to be one of them. And so that would just be in this meeting, instead of having to be on camera, I can put my avatar up. Now I usually am working out in VR because I play Supernatural like every day. And so I come in and I'm very sweaty and I have the VR imprint on my, my face. So I love my avatar <laughs> because I can just <laughs> turn that on and you don't have to see me until I've had a chance to you know go freshen up a bit. Um, but also, you know, we found that with avatars, uh, some people don't appear physically in the same way that they may perceive themselves. And so they can create an avatar that more fully represents who they are. So in terms of diversity and inclusion, it can be a really good thing. You know, it's not just this this novelty that's out there. And uh, and also helping with camera fatigue is, you know, is another major issue. Then we actually have two related avatar experiences where you go in 3D. So one of those, like in this meeting right now, if we were all in the same tenant, we could go up to the view menu. We could say immersive space. Ah, there's an avatar. Thank you, Michael. Um, <laughs> we could go you. into immersive space with these avatars and we can walk around the space. Now, I don't know about you, but um, when we we did have to convert everything to Teams because of the pandemic, we had a couple of those really awkward team happy hours where you know there were like 12 15 20 people in a teams call and only one person can talk at a time and so in a, you know especially at microsoft you get like two or three people who would just talk 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 and i'm not one of those people who's going to try to you know like shove in there so i i didn't really feel as included as i wanted to be and what i found in vr is because we have something called spatial audio we can be in different parts of the virtual space and we can be having our little conversations just like you would in physical space. So I can hear the other conversations going on, especially the closer I get to them, but I can also just be focusing on the person I'm talking to here. And so with Teams, you just say view immersive space and you walk into that experience. You don't have to install anything else. You don't have to create another account. And if you already have your avatar created, like Michael would be able to take that exact same avatar directly into this immersive view of Teams. And then when you're done and you want to come out, you just click view and then click gallery or view together mode. You know, it's, it's just one more mode right there in Teams. And so that makes it super easy to get to. It makes it super easy to, you know, to bring people together. So that's that's one of the avatar experiences. Uh, well, the second avatar experience. Then we also have a standalone mesh app that you can install. Just go to the, the store, you know, the Windows slash Microsoft store on your PC, search for Microsoft Mesh, install that. And uh, 
uh, as long as you have the, the licensing that does require Teams Premium for that particular thing, we have a six-month trial. Go try it out. And then you walk into these various immersive spaces. So uh, let me go ahead and I'll show you what I've got here as an example of an immersive space. Seems like the right time for that. Uh, screen two. Let me know when that's coming through. Just trying to get back to Teams. There we go. All right. Uh, are you seeing the Mesh Beach event there? Yep. Yep. Okay. So I can just click this and I can click Join. And I didn't get the right thumbnail here because I didn't take the time to upload it, but uh, come on, Join Mesh Event. So that same avatar that I would have shown you there. Question, if someone's running uh, the Mesh app, can they join an immersive space that someone in Teams has joined or are they separate? Great question. So the endpoints that we support right now are Windows PC and we also support Quest. And uh, we did recently announce support for Quest 2, Quest 3, and Quest Pro. And so that, that you can get today. And then we did announce that sometime in this year, we will be providing support for Apple Vision Pro. So if you are using one of the, the 3D headsets, you would actually go into the standalone Mesh app, and then you can join either things created in the Mesh portal or, or Teams meetings that you've been invited to. From the PC client, you would just go in through Teams because we wanted to try to keep it really simple and not have people, you know, coming in multiple ways there. Does that make sense? Okay. So this is the beach cabana that uh, my coworker Eric built. And there are a couple of default mesh environments that you can get. One of them is uh, uh, what we call meadow and it's this beautiful open uh, space that we think about for all hands and, you know, company gatherings. And then there's one that is kind of the opposite of this. It's a desert oasis. And so it has cacti and, you know, you know, kind of the white stucco wall kind of thing. And then this is the beach. So, you know, we've got the inner tubes out there. Uh, there are five of these picnic tables spread around. So we can go hang out on these and do, you know, kind of a breakout room experience because there's enough audio separation with that spatial audio that we could be doing uh, a trivia contest, which my group's going to do tomorrow, and have little groups kind of spread out at each picnic table. And we have interactables, so I can play with my beach ball here and throw that around. Um, I didn't share with sound, but uh, there's a little boom box that's playing over here. It's It's got this little kind of island music going on. There are fish swimming by. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> And, you know, anything that you can dream up and code in Unity, you can bring it in here. So, uh, you know, some really fascinating use cases we've seen. Um, the one that is, is probably dearest to my heart is uh, Mercy Ships is a charity that has hospital ships that go around to places that don't have a lot of medical care. And then they can just, you know, dock and, and provide medical care to people on these hospital ships. Well, they want to be able to train the people who are rotating in to give medical care. 
And obviously, you know, it's, it's a lot of turnover because people will come in, they'll do their stint, they'll leave, you know, other groups are coming in. So they can orient them on a virtual version of the Mercy Ships. And they can show them the operating room. Now, they can also show them the bridge. If they were actually on the real ship, they would not get into the bridge for security reasons. But they recreated the entire bridge there. So that was this, this beautiful uh, conjunction. Uh, there's a company called Link to VR. They worked with Dell to provide the funding there. And now Mercy Ships is, is using that in mesh to bring people in. Uh, we also have uh, Accenture has been doing what they call their new joiner experience, their new employee orientation experience. All in mesh, people come in, they walk through exhibits that really show Accenture's culture and they get to bond with other people coming into that new employee or experience. So just beautiful things that people are creating in here. Very cool. Yeah. Kathy, you mentioned um, six month trial. So I guess that begs a question. So there's maybe talk a little bit about what what components are free forever in mesh, if any, and what would you have to license beyond that uh, six okay. month period? So licensing, I'm not going to try to recite the list, but I will say go to aka.ms mesh docs, all one word, no punctuation, mesh docs, and that'll get you, or just go to the learn.microsoft.com and search for mesh and you'll, you'll get our doc library. In there is a document called preparing your organization for mesh. And that's going to list the license requirements, but I can sum it up by saying we support uh, the mesh in teams experience not the standalone, but just the mesh and teams with all of your standard like E3, E5 commercial licenses. So right. not EDU, not Gov, sorry, reasons, um, but you know, just like your standard you sure. know, office or M365 licenses there. And then great, you know, teams, you can go, you can do that. Um, you can't do customized environments in the teams mesh experience. And you have a limit of 16 people who can go into that immersive space at any one time. Now it's teams, you could have 300 people in your teams meeting, but only 16 can go into the immersive space. And obviously that's something that we would love to expand, but you know, what, what you got right now is 16. And then what I've done, uh, if I do field trips and there are a lot of people, we'll just kind of rotate in, okay, you get your experience and then we'll rotate out and the next group goes in. Or sometimes we'll just create multiple Teams meetings at the same time and do it kind of old school breakout rooms. Right. And like we're all in here and then you're going to go to that Teams meeting, you're going to go to that Teams meeting, you're going to go to that one, and then we all come back. And then when we're off in the other meetings, you can't do uh, the mesh experience from a Teams breakout room. And if you're running Teams breakout rooms, don't try to go in mesh at the same time. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Yeah. The, your poor meeting won't know what to do. It will kind of... Um, but you know, the other way works great. And then if you want to do, um, the, the standalone, then you need the team's premium, which of course comes on top oh. of your other, you know, basic commercial kind of license there, because, you know, what's great is this is all built into M365, you know, it's built into graph. When we generate the event, it shows up on your outlook calendar, just like any other graph ish type thing. And uh, when you're, if you're customizing the event, you can go in and you can put in pictures and videos. And those are all assets that you're just going to store on SharePoint or OneDrive. Because I'm through 65. Nice, thanks. Okay, cool. 
Speaking of licensing, uh, I think the, the hot topic these days is Copilot and, and of course, infusing AI and, into everything. So I'm assuming there is an AI strategy for Mesh. I'm not sure if you're able to talk about some of the items and, and how, how AI and Copilot may be uh, applied in the, in the virtual world. So I'll say we don't have anything that is shipping right now that has AI in it for Ignite. If you look uh, on our, uh, you can just go to mesh.com and we do have a, a hero video there that shows some imaginings of where we might be going with AI, but none of the, you know, the actual AI like generative stuff is product truth today. Um, obviously, everything at Microsoft is going that way. You can just, you know, intuit places that we might end up. And, and I think that video shows, you know, some of the, the directional thinking that we'd like to be able to bring to life. So, um, Kathy, I was just wondering, so we, you mentioned just, you know, like, uh, you know, a couple of those scenarios. What would, what would like some like key scenarios from like an organization like an enterprise use this for like is it is you you know i'm thinking like in my head like a town hall but like what else would that be because that's nice to also sort of bring everybody into like the one kind of a space and then you know afterwards kind of break out but what like what other some scenarios that you could you know um give you know our listeners to to maybe think about in their enterprises I think if you're looking for anything that is going to foster connection, community, diversity and inclusion. So great example, last week, we worked with Asians at Microsoft. We have a ton of employee resource groups. So Asians at Microsoft is one of them. And they said, can we do Lunar New Year celebration in Mesh? And we said, yes, we can. And it turns out that we had uh, a, a person on our team who is very into Tai Chi, and she had already been working with one of our technical artists to create this glorious Tai Chi environment, obviously Asian-inspired. And she said, we could use that for Lunar New Year. And we said, okay. And and the artist went in and he did a, a bunch of improvements. So So it was this beautiful twilight time, and you had fireworks that you could turn on and off. And there, there were dragons, it was the year of the dragon. And uh, one of the people from Asians at Microsoft created a scavenger hunt where you would go through and find all of the symbols of the, the Lunar New Year's there. And you could find your symbol and, and take a picture with it. Um, so it was it was really just beautiful. We, we did some, uh, uh, you know, kind of icebreaker games in there trying to get people to talk to each other and connect. And so I see that type of thing as, as a beautiful way to use Mesh. Uh, partly because, you know, it's going to help people understand the, the kind of connection that you can get in there. And my hope uh, from, from looking at what people were able to do with it is they're, they're going to then take that back to their groups and they're going to find ways to, you know, in integrate that into their own day-to-day -day operations. Um, So social, all hands, and then like I mentioned, the um, the Accenture new joiner experience. Uh, another thing that we're going to do with women of E&D, uh, enterprise and devices, I think it's it's, <laughs> it's changed over the years since I've been there. Um, so, the, you know, the women in the group that's making Office and M365 and all of NMesh, um, we're going to have a get together for International Women's Day. 
And rather than having somebody create the entire environment, which, you know, that's that's a lot of, of work there, uh, we're going to take one of our existing environments and then we're going to customize it. And we hope to make kind of a, a women's history exhibit that people can go through and, and raise some, some thought-provoking questions throughout the experience. So that's another really great way I see that as, as you know, some kind of um, a curated museum that people could go through individually. Now for me, really, I, you know, I, I plan a lot of events and I always stop and think, why would I do this in an immersive experience versus teams? And so if it's just one person going through, well, you know, you can make a PowerPoint slide, you know, there are other ways to convey that, but it's really for me about getting people together to talk about what they're experiencing as they move through those exhibits. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Kind of brings up two questions. Uh, what kind of skill sets do you need to create your own space? And from a time estimate, like even that that beach one that you were uh, showing us earlier, like how involved from an effort point of view is to create some of these? Uh, I'm sure you can go, you know, can continue modifying and improving <laughs> forever, but yes. like to get something started so you can get, you know, some of your coworkers in that space and. So, like I said, we, we have a couple of environments that we ship. The meadow environment and the oasis environment are right there. And if you want to just customize those by adding your own pictures and videos and a screen share device that you can then, you know, share to during your, your event, uh, that is dead easy. That That's just point, click, you know, upload. And, and, and that can be really, I've done it so much now, I am super fast at that. Um, but if you want to actually create your own world, it's really how much time do you have? You know, how, how much effort do you want to involve? How, what is the fidelity level that you want it to be? So if you just want to go do a hello world in Unity, we have, uh, again, aka.ms mesh docs up on our documentation site. We have a whole section geared towards developers. This is all done uh, in Unity or at least through Unity. Like if you want to work in, in Blender or Sketchfab or whatever else, you could work in it, but it has to come into Unity, and then we have an uploader connection from Unity that brings it into Mesh, and that's how the environment becomes available for people to use. Uh, we do have our toolkit where we ship several prefab environments. So if, if you're not averse to firing up Unity and you just want to go and throw up one of those, you know, that, that's, that's not terribly difficult either. Um, I am not a coder. I can spell Unity on a good day. But I was able to walk through all the instructions and upload something and go, yay, you know, there's there's my my environment. Um, but beyond that, you know, we we are offering the ability to do a lot of rich integration. Uh, there's a lot of coding that you can do. So there was a winter wonderland that Hololux, one of our TAP participants, who also has many MPPs working there, um, they created this this beautiful space where you could throw snowballs at each other and you could drink hot chocolate and you could decorate trees with ornaments and you could build a snowman. <laughs> and it was just, you know, it was mind boggling, the beautiful things that they created there. Obviously, that's not fast. It's not cheap, but oh, it's beautiful. Um, and then we can also do different types of data integration. So we can actually, you know, if you're tying this into an Azure cloud subscription, you could be bringing your data into this environment in some way. Just amazing stuff there. So, you know, how much time and money do you have? Now, one of the ways that you can tweak some of the learning curve on some of these things, uh, the same guy who developed our beach cabana, 
He also was able to do a volumetric capture of our previous building, Studio C. And so we had a Studio C environment that I could take people into. I had people who would get kind of teary because they joined Microsoft during the pandemic and they've never set foot on actual campus. But they're like, I'm at Microsoft. <laughs> and then we recently moved into the new Microsoft buildings. Uh, you'll, you'll see all those when you come for the MVP Summit. And um, he got the um, the architectural plans through our facilities. And so he was able to build out from the architectural plans. Now, it still wasn't a slam dunk. I mean, there was a lot he had to, to do to, to massage those. But those are things that can greatly decrease your, your time to adoption. Very cool. Um, I, I was thinking, Kathy, about that Accenture uh, example you used. There's probably good use cases for training. Um, yes, that, absolutely. That involve collaboration, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what we've seen in the the data that people are doing as as they're looking at, at training done in immersive environments, it sticks mm. in a totally different way. Even if it's just the the two D experience, like you're on a PC, not not in a headset, it still tends to stick better in those kind of experiences than it would a non immersive environment. And then, boy, if you get those people in a headset, wow, it's just it's there. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. All right, well, this has been fantastic. Uh, before I let you go, I just want to ask quickly about roadmap. I know that's always a, a <laughs> confidential subject, but uh, anything you can publicly tell us about what's coming in terms of mesh um, in the short term, medium term? Well, uh, as I mentioned, we just hit general availability or GA if you're into the Microsoft speak. And so really what we need to do now is let this product get used. So we're all about adoption. Another site you can go to is um, adoption.microsoft.com slash Microsoft-mesh. Or just go to adoption.microsoft.com. There's a whole list of products that you can click through. You'll find Mesh, you'll find Loop, you'll find Teams. You know, it's all up there. And uh, that is a site that we're building out. So what we really need to do is find out what do you all want to be doing with this? We, we gave our best guess at a minimum viable product. And it's out there and give us feedback because that's how we're going to prioritize. Now, we obviously have a few things that we're looking at, um, you know, th that we know we just need to be moving in those directions. And, we're, you know, because we're so new, we're just not really talking about roadmap at this point other than, yeah, there's a lot. of. I mean, if you think about the really obvious stuff, it's probably been obvious to us, too. It's, it's probably obvious that we would be working on those things. Um, but otherwise, uh, you know, it's really going to be what are what are the actual use cases people are doing? What do we need to do to support that so that we can make it something that you use and love? No, oh, that makes sense. And uh, for people who want to give feedback, uh, what's the, the the best way? Ah, so when you are in the standalone mesh app, or when you're actually in the immersive teams experience, there's a little menu in the bottom left. As nine little dots, you know, kind of like the, the office grid, you know, the waffle. So yeah. you click that and send feedback is like right there. So that'll do it. Now, if you are in Teams and you're trying to get into immersive space and you know something isn't working, um, that experience is fully integrated in Teams. So you can also just use the Teams report a problem. And from there, it'll just take you to the little box that says, okay, what, what feature in Teams? Avatars 
and immersive spaces in Teams are both listed there. So whichever one you're having problems with, feel free to go ahead and file it there as well. Makes sense. All right. Well, uh, this has been really informative, Kathy, and uh, I think I'm going to encourage a few people to to dive in and immerse themselves in in this feature. Um, yeah, yeah, and so if you want to find me, oh, if you want to find me on LinkedIn, you know, I'm I'm really happy to talk to people about the kind of events that you want to run. Uh, you know, in, internally. So, oh, so I never said my, my job at Microsoft. So I'm a, a customer experience program manager. So I'm working with our customers who are deploying this. And some we've talked about publicly, like Takeda and Accenture and and um, DXC and, and BP. And then I'm also working internally at Microsoft to do things like that Lunar New Year experience. So I, I think of myself as like the mesh cruise director. And I want to help you all be cruise directors for your deployments of mesh. So, you know, tell me what you need. Tell me what would be helpful to be able to get people out there and having fun on the Lido deck. And, you know, let's let's help build these communities who are using this for great things. Oh, sounds good. Uh, and we'll include those links in the corresponding uh, blog post. So that's great. All right, Kathy, I want to thank you a lot. Thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on and explaining the world of mesh for us. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Thanks so much for having me. You guys are doing great stuff. Thanks.